Hallelujah. God is good, amen. Whew. So this morning, I just have a simple thing to talk to us about that God's been kind of stirring in my heart. And uh, it may have even been something we've talked about before. But uh, there's a word that I don't think we think very much about anymore today. And that's this word, righteousness. What is righteousness? Well, I can see this is an appropriate topic. <laughs> Praise God. Well, I Googled it. <laughs> Google, we love Google, right? It's always correct. No. Anyways, but uh, it says the quality of being morally right or justified. Do you like that definition? I hate it. <laughs> I'm like, ugh. Uh, is that the answer? Being right is righteousness? I think that's what America thinks being right is righteousness. If I'm right and I have something to stand on, I can stand on my rights. Or I can stand on what is right. But is that righteousness? We're learning all about grace in Sunday school right now, and I can tell you what he talked about today has nothing about Jesus standing up for his right or being right. In fact, it was despite knowing the circumstances. What was the word? It wasn't kneel. Stoop. I hated when he first said that, but then I was like, it fits. Jesus stooped. He knelt. I want you guys to turn with me to James chapter 1. Come on now. I didn't save my place in my Bible this morning. Starting in verse 19. It says, My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry, for man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humble, except the word planted in you, which can save you. Verse 22, it says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. So often our answer is, Read the book. Go to church. Get the word of God in you. Is that good enough? According to this, it's not. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. 
but the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. If anyone considers himself religious and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, God, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that you give us every answer that we need in the time that we need it in your word, Lord. But God, if we only read it, if we only stop there and we don't apply it to life, Lord, what good is it? Now, your word assures us that your word doesn't return void, God, and there is a power in that. But allowing your word to change our lives and launch us forward, God. Lord, would you speak to our hearts today? Would you open us to receive? In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, we live in a world that no matter what you believe, 50% of the population believes something different. You were never right. Somebody will always disagree with you. So how do we stand for truth and stand for righteousness in God in today's world? It takes not only reading the words of God, but studying them out, learning to apply them to our lives in our daily lives. So let me ask you, when you go to work, do you think of righteousness? I got to be honest. When I wake up at 7.45, I set my first alarm for 7 o'clock. Second alarm went off at 7.30. Okay? Last one went off at 7.45, and I'm like, oh, I got to get going or I'm going to be late. And then I mow into work at 8 o'clock, and I'm like, I got to clock in one minute before I'm too late, Right? I'm not in that moment really thinking about who I am in Christ. I'm thinking I better get to work and do something. So how, in a life that's busy, in a life that's crazy, how do we keep our minds focused on God? Because isn't that what righteousness really is? Listen, I want you to hear something. You are one of two things in this world. You are a slave to sin or you are a slave to righteousness. How many of you guys ever read the book of Romans? I took that right from the book. You are either a slave to sin or a slave to righteousness. One of them will consume your life. Scripture says it this way. We can't serve two masters. And yes, scripture, Jesus was talking about money, but you can apply that here. You can't serve two masters. I think sometimes because of there's so much teaching out there, there's so much, so many things, information is at our fingertips. We can Google it, right? And so we think we've got an answer that we can get. Did you know you can get any answer you want on Google? 
Google, should I divorce my wife? Half will say yes and half will say no. Come on now. <laughs> Don't make me come down there. <laughs> Seriously, any question that we have, you can Google it and get both answers. In fact, in fact, you can probably get 16 different answers <laughs> to the same question, right? Instead of just yes and no, it's, well, there's this slant, and well, there's this. Look at it this way. Here's what I have to say. And it's just like, what? It's madness. And you will leave Google more confused than you started out. I want you guys to turn with me to Romans chapter 6. Starting in verse 11. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of Righteousness. For sin shall not be your master, because you are not under law, but under grace. Continuing in verse 15. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under law, but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourself to someone to obey him as slaves, you are slaves to the one whom you obey? Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that through you, you used to be slaves to sin. You wholeheartedly obeyed the for form of teaching to which you were entrusted. You've been set free from sin and have become, become slaves to righteousness. Verse 19, I put this in human terms because you are weak in your natural selves. Guys, we lack understanding. No matter how smart you are, no matter how much we think we understand, God's a little bit smarter. He knows a little bit more than we do. He created it all. We need help. Just as you used to offer the parts of your body in slavery to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness, so now offer them in slavery to righteousness leading to holiness. Come on, somebody say amen. What benefit did you reap at the time from the beginning you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. Guys, that's salvation. That's what we're talking about. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. 
There's three things I want to point out about these verses that we've read today. First of all, is righteousness is not what we have been brought up to believe that it is. It's not just to be right and stand on what you think is right. To stand on truth, we might call it. Truth is meaningless if it's only spoken. It's the action in our lives that makes truth worth something. Understand, every single one of the disciples, except John, gave their lives for the truth of the gospel. Think about that for a minute. They put action to the words. Now, it took the death of Jesus to get them to the place to take action. Lord, let it not take something so extreme for me. First of all, righteousness isn't putting on a show. Guys, we can all do our Sunday best, right? We can put on a suit and tie. We can come to church. Well, not anymore. I don't see any suits and ties here this morning. But seriously, we can put on some clean clothes. We can take a bath. And we don't see the filth that attaches to our lives. We don't see the husband linked in pornography. We don't see the wife who is so miserable she doesn't even want to get up. We don't see the people that are having affairs. We don't see the sin, the situations that are happening in our lives. We don't see any of it, do we? I have a question for you. Can you hide sin? Now, we know we can't hide sin from God. Can you really hide sin even from other people? Okay. We think we can, right? A little bit. Maybe for a little while. I want to let you in on a little secret. Sin will change you. Sin changes you. When you stop, your desire for God stops stirring. That's the first step. So the first step is we sin, something happens in life, and we decide, well, you know, it's not important to go to church on Sunday night. I get Sunday morning. Sunday night's not important. Wednesday night's not important. Well, I got something this Sunday, so I'm going to miss this Sunday. Now listen, don't make this about me and asking you to come to church, because that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying where it starts in our hearts is we pull away from God. We pull away from the people of God because we start liking the sin that we're in. We don't want it to be exposed. Because believe it or not, when you walk in the doors and the Spirit of God is here, it's exposed. It's exposed to God, and I got a secret. People can tell you're living in sin. Everybody's like, what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know you know that I'm doing. Listen, it changes you. All of a sudden, you used to be the one coming to church, and you were like, yeah, let's worship God. I'm ready for praise and worship. 
I'm ready for God, his outpouring of his spirit. And then today it's, hey, how you doing? Yeah. <clears throat> Praise and worship's already started, by the way. Pastor's preaching real good. I don't have my checkbook, you know. Come on, guys. You know what I'm saying. We literally, sin changes us. So the joy that used to be in our heart, the zeal that we had for God, begins to fall away. That's the first way that we can see it. All of a sudden, people's hearts change. Their smiles turn to frowns. Their joy turns to sorrow. We can see them sapped, and we're like, God, do something. Shake us. Wake us up. Righteousness is not putting on a show. I know some people who they're afraid that people can see it. So they'll come in and they'll be like, joy, joy. God's good. He's great. He's fantastic. Praise the Lord. But you're still like, you're so fake. What, what are you doing right now? What, you know, you're like, what are you trying to say? It's not putting on a show. In fact, it's in the hard times when we disagree or when we're in the midst of a storm that we can actually see our true selves. Guys, listen to me. When you disagree with somebody, that's when your righteousness should shine. When you disagree with somebody, when you are in the middle of corona, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, now is when our righteousness should shine. <laughs> oh, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> Secondly, we're a slave to sin. We're a slave to righteousness. <sighs> Guys, that's the point. Listen, we like to fog the lines and act like there's gray with God. I remember when I was like this zealous 18-year-old kid and I was getting on to my parents for something. I don't even remember what it was now. But my mom just looks at me and she's like, I'm so glad that it's still black and white for you. Where's the gray? <laughs> Where's the gray? Can I ask you a question? Has there ever been a question that you needed an answer to where when you search scripture and ask God, he hasn't told you the answer? Oh, you mean you didn't go? And you didn't ask God? <laughs> well, you got to do it first, right? I'm telling you right now, if you search and you ask, you find. That sounds like scripture. 
Seek and you will find. Huh. That's the word of God, guys. If you ask and you seek it out, you search it out, you're going to find an answer. But we fogged the line. Well, Lord, marijuana is legal now, so I'm picking on it because I had a conversation earlier. <laughs> Listen. What? Just because it's okay, does is it good? I'm not answering questions today. I'm just preaching, so... <clears throat> the truth is this everything everybody say everything yeah that was not that was pitiful everyone say everything everything, everything is either good or bad period there's an answer. Seek it out. Don't just say, well, I don't know the answer, so I'm going to do it. Hello, America. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> I want to ask you a question today. How are you living your life right now? Are you a slave to sin? Or are you a slave to righteousness? Have you gotten used to sin? I remember when I was a teenager in youth group. <clears throat> now I'm going to say this. And God's going to forgive me because he told me to say it. And uh, we used to, we knew as Christians we couldn't cuss. You guys ready? <laughs> We're already getting looks. What's he about to say? So instead of cussing, we would say this. Mother Frito, son of Bean Dip. Be on the basketball court and he'd miss a shot. Mother Frito! <laughs> I want to help us today. Um, <clears throat> it's either good or it's bad. Just because you put it in a different wrapper, <laughs> just because you make it look a little bit different, you're still cussing! <laughs> I can remember when my youth pastor tried to tell us, you guys are cussing out on the basketball court, and we're like, Pastor, we would never. <laughs> He's like, let me tell you what you say, and let me say it like this. And we're like, ooh. That sounded bad, man. <laughs> It's what we do, though. We try to take our sin and make it look appealing. 
We're struggling in our relationship. Well, we have the greatest relationship in town. Look, it's all over Facebook. Yeah. We're going here today and there. We're, we got date night, man. We are healthy. <laughs> Don't you bust me, Nick. <laughs> Hey, you guys know by now, I, I pick on me when I preach. So you know I'm talking about me. <laughs> Seriously, we put on things and we try to say it's unhealthy, so we're going to make it look healthy to everybody. Listen, God cannot do what he wants to do in your life. God cannot do what he wants to do in this church. God cannot do what he wants to do in our community or in our country until we get a piece of being slaves to righteousness. Until we understand what it means to put off sin and cling to God. Used to, growing up, we would stay clear away from sin. When my brother went to Bible college, you could not go to see movies at the movie theater. By the time I got there, only two, two or three years later, we could go to the movie theater. Why? Because kids wanted to go to the movie theater and petition the university to change it. I have some news for you young adults. I guess you're all... Well, so, uh, not all change is good. Not all change is good. But now, the rest of you look at me. God desires change. Can both be true, Pastor? Mm, yes. God wants us to change. But the way we change matters. How we do it, how we apply things to life matters. You say, Pastor, should we open up a coffee shop? I'm going to say, why? Are you only opening up a coffee shop because people want to drink coffee? What's going to take place in the coffee shop? Why? Who's going to do it? How much money? <laughs> All these things, do they matter? Another truth that seems so hard to understand. All things matter to God. Truth number one. Truth number two. Don't sweat the small stuff. It's all small stuff. Can both be true? You bet. If you're in God, and even if you're not, God created you. He loved you as he created you. He created you with a purpose, a desire, a hope, and a future. And then he brought life to you. He spoke life into you. He cares about everything you care about. But he doesn't want you to get stuck on anything. So he wants you to understand that anything the enemy tries to use in your life 
It's all small stuff. Give it to him. Give it to him. Surrender it to him and move on. We get stuck, don't we? On stuff. Right now we're stuck on COVID. Everything you turn on, COVID-19, COVID-19, COVID-19. I got news for you guys. God's bigger than COVID-19. Hey, that guy's the man is. You agree? COVID-19 is not going to sink the world as much as people want to make it. Now, does that mean that we're um, not smart and that we put ourselves at risk and others at risk simply because we have faith in God? No. Now is probably not the time to take that trip to Orlando, Florida. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, okay. California, right? Let's go. <sighs> Listen, it's everywhere. But here's the truth. And I've said it before. When God is ready for me, I'm out. Honestly, guys, when God's ready, I'm out. I don't want to be here anymore <laughs> when I can be in heaven. Eternity or this? It's hot in here. <laughs> Sometimes we let fear so grip us that it changes everything. So again, here's our question today. How are you living right now? Are you a slave to sin? Or are you a slave to righteousness? Lord Jesus, God, your word is so amazing, God. So appropriate for today. God, it never fails to amaze me that every time there's something you want to speak, Lord, there's an answer for in Scripture. But Lord, as we've heard today, God, it, it's meaningless unless we take it and apply it to our lives. So Lord Jesus, I know represented in this church today, there's stuff. And God, it's okay. Because tomorrow... We're not going to have the same stuff that we have today. Because right now, Lord Jesus, in Jesus' name, I surrender my stuff to you. Lord, and I pray the same thing for each person here today, Lord, that we can take the moment and say, God, whatever that sin is, whatever that struggle is, whatever that thing is that the enemy keeps liking to bring up and use in our lives, Lord, we lay it at your feet and we say we are done in Jesus' name. God, we're fed up with it. We're tired of hearing about sin in this world. We want to glorify you. We want to praise you. We want to be used for you. So God, I want to be a slave to righteousness. God, help me to show your righteousness in how I work. Help me, God, to show your righteousness in how I act when I'm upset. Help me, Lord, to show your righteousness when it matters in people's lives. God, we thank you 
that you are there through it all, Father God. Lord, that even as we're stuck doing things that you know we shouldn't, Lord, you're walking through it with us. But God, give us a belly full of sin. Let us know that we are through with it and allow us to lay it at your feet and say, God, we want to pursue a right life in you, in Christ Jesus. If you believe that this morning, would you say amen? Amen. Amen.